Too. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Film Code. Super excited to be talking about what we're talking about today, and that is episode eight, the penultimate episode of WandaVision. There's a lot to unpack here, so we're going to jump right into it. I'm joined with my co-host today, Nathan. Nathan, how you doing? I'm good, thanks. Just happy to be back on. We took last week off of the WandaVision review, so happy to be the only two talking about it this week. Yeah, really. A little switcheroo uh, on the cast list. So let's get right into it. Nathan, what were your initial thoughts? And then we'll jump into spoilers, if you can give a non-spoiler. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've talked about it quite a bit as far as this one episode. And I feel like it did a lot of great things. I feel like it's the best made episode as far as shots and CGI. You can tell they put a lot of their special effects budget into this specific episode. Um, But the story itself was clean. It was crisp. While it wasn't my favorite episode, and we'll get into that at the end, while it wasn't my favorite episode, it was definitely up there. Um, It did a lot of great things. It did a lot of great things. It answered quite a few questions we had, which is important. But at the end of the day, it was still set up. And that was a little frustrating for me. What about you? Yeah, I was going to say, I don't look at it as much of a setup episode. I really think that it did show a lot of things in the past, but a lot of it showing in the past was in the present, if that makes sense. It was, I can't really say it without giving spoilers, but it was a lot of showing things in the past, but being in the present is a better way to say it. So in my eyes, it's really not a setup episode. I think it did a lot of things to move the story forward. It's funny, Nathan and I don't stay up till 3 a.m. to watch it here on the East Coast. We actually go to the gym in the morning, watch it at like 1130. So we're always off our phones and not on Twitter, not on Instagram, not on TikTok, not on any social media. And I got on Twitter for five seconds, scrolled like twice, saw something that was like, I'm not okay after watching WandaVision immediately turned off Twitter. I was like, I wonder what that was about. And now that I know what it's about, it it definitely makes sense. So we ready to, to break the seal? Yep. All right. We're ready to break the seal. Spoiler talk now uh, for all things WandaVision. All things WandaVision. So if you haven't seen episodes one through eight, please click off, watch our rest, our other episodes, and then and then watch this one. So the first thing that I want to talk about before we get into the actual episode itself is that I saw an interesting theory 
online and I wanted to run it by you, see what you think. So Kevin Feige said that this was going to be around a six hour movie. Now I'm not one of those people who think there's an extra 10th episode. I think they, the marketing was really weird when they put out that tweet saying two episodes left. I don't think there's a 10th episode, but he said that it was going to be around a six hour movie right now. I don't remember what the exact timing is, but if you include the credits on each episode, we have about an hour and 10 minutes left to reach that six hour mark. If you don't include the credits and everything with that, we have around two hours left. So it would be feature length episode. So we have an hour episode, we have two hour episode, or they've lied about run times before saying the last three episodes would be an hour long. And we've had a 35 and a 46 around episode last two and going into third, it could be an hour. So those are the the three options is an hour, two hours, or just like a regular 45 minute. What do you think? It's hard for me to see them pulling out a full feature length film and whether it as, as a TV episode. And even if it's not two hours, if it's 90 minutes, if it's 80 minutes, if it's an hour and 10, even like, like you mentioned, I just, I don't see that happening. I really don't. Like, you made a TV show to make it a TV show. If you're going to make it a movie-length runtime, I just, I don't see it happening. And I know TV series like The Walking Dead, they pull out, like, 85-minute season finales, and I think that's going to be more in line with what it is. So to answer your direct question, I think it's going to be not 85 minutes. I think it's going to be more like 70, maybe 75 with credits and the six hour time mark isn't an exact estimation, but it also wasn't a lie. It'll probably work out to five hours and 37 minutes, you know, somewhere around that six hour mark, but falls short of it because I doubt he actually went through and tallied it because like you said, that would add up to at least an hour and 10 minute episode. And I just, I I would be shocked. Of course it's possible. Of course. I don't want to sit here and rule that out, but I would just be stunned because I mentioned the walking dead having like 85 minute episodes, but that's when they take up two hour time blocks Mm. on TV when they have these weekly releases actually on a channel that is not on a streaming service. So I I would be stunned. I'd be stunned. And I'm glad that you brought up the on, on TV because another part of the, the video was them talking about we've, been so TV sitcom based because of Wanda's upbringing, which is something that we learned from this episode and something that we'll get into. But usually when TV shows are successful and it's a season finale, they extend it. Like I know um, like Grey's Anatomy, whenever they open or end uh, a season, it's around a two hour time block. So maybe that's something that we could see is like an 85, 75 minute episode um, but I don't see a two-hour episode. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. They'll I'd extend it. They extended this one that we're talking about. So I could absolutely see an hour episode, maybe an hour and seven, eight minutes. But once we get around 80, 85 minutes, I just think that's too long, especially because we know that this mo- that this show is supposed to feed directly into Doctor Strange 2, potentially Spider-Man 3. Like This is a setup while it's supposed to tell Wanda and Vision's story and all this, it's still setting up a couple of movies. So 
we don't expect every storyline to be wrapped up in this next episode. Of course, we expect some, but not all of them. So they don't have the burden of wrapping up everything and needing a bunch of time to do it. There absolutely will be a lot of unanswered questions that we're going to have to wait for the movie for. Yeah. I just, for the life of me, cannot, I, I can't comprehend it being over 80 minutes. I just don't see that happening, especially for... Why, why wouldn't they have made other episodes just a little bit longer then? Yeah, I just really. don't see that happening. Sweet. Well, I think it's it's time to talk the actual episode. And something that I want to talk about to begin with is I I thought the first opening scene with the witch trials was cool. We get into then the basement. And finally, I feel like we complained about this. The last episode that we were on and last week when we were not on the episode is that they just haven't been ending these couple ep- last couple episodes in great places. I think this episode including, but we'll get into that later. But usually when they end them in weird, awkward places, we're like, oh, I hope they don't go back to like the sitcom, funny, haha. And that's exactly what they did. But they did not do this here. Super happy about that. And I saw a video last week talking about Mephesto and how he like takes the form of a fly and there was a fly on the wall in the the seventh episode and then Agatha has a fly in her hands and starts doing all this magic and you know talking about um spells and everything and I was like oh this has to be where he's revealed but it's not and I want to get your your thoughts on the first couple scenes before we go back in time to Wanda's past yeah like like you mentioned the last few episodes they end let's talk about the pietro one for example the pietro one is a cliffhanger that was a great cliffhanger but the next episode when episode six starts you want them to talk about it you want them to at least answer some questions talk to pietro be like what is going on where'd you come from but they don't do that they brush it off like the next episode starts like oh yeah he's been with our family all along and then the next that episode then ends with wanda expanding the hex and her eyes turning red and we're like whoa 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 what's gonna happen next and the next episode ends opens with sitcom and and we actually haven't seen wanda and vision together since that moment so what nick was referring to i wanted to shed some specific light on yeah and that's what was frustrating so with how great the episode ended with agatha revealing herself we didn't want it to open with you know funny opening looney tune style anything like that because that'd just be ridiculous but they finally you're right open with something legitimate a real continuation and that was so great to see and then as far as the mephisto thing i definitely was feeling the same way that you were as far as turning him turning that fly into mephisto because of the comic book accuracy I think that was where Marvel knew what they were doing and they knew they were teasing the audience. They're like, let's have some fun with the audience with this one. Yeah. I was going to say, I, I, they did the same thing in the Halloween episode where they threw us off the trail of, of Agnes being Agatha because she was all confused and she looked like she was still in this trance of being under Wanda's control. But then obviously in the next episode or maybe it's episode seven, it gets revealed that she is Agatha Harkness and that this whole theory has been true. And I feel like that's the only theory and and we can probably go back and listen to the episodes ourselves, but that's probably the only theory that we've gotten right. I think there's still a chance of Mephisto being in the, the ninth episode, but I feel like it'll more be a post credit scene leading into Dr. Strange because unless, you know, 
it's one of two people, right? Well, and, let's let's okay, let's recap okay. the episode and then we'll talk theories. I was gonna say okay, so let's go into the first throwback. I think we should go like chronologically. Uh, first throwback: uh, Wanda's a child. They're watching the Dick Van Dyke show, and the bomb goes off. Your thoughts? It it was nice to see some context to what we already thought. We knew that this was how her parents were killed by a Stark bomb, by a Stark weapon. We knew that's what happened. It was nice to see some context to it, though. And it it was also once they were t- the family was talking about watching something, and, oh, Wanda, you pick. Oh, it was, like, instant. You knew that she was going to pick one of those sitcoms. Yeah. This is where her inspiration came from. This is some of the stuff that we already knew, but it was nice to see actually on screen. Yeah, and I was going to say, I think – it was a, a a good a good scene with with her picking the show. It it definitely showed the inspiration for the first and kind of the second episode, the '50s '60s black and white vibes. But then leading into the next uh, flashback was when we finally get a, a a good chunk of information, and that was when you know we saw the Mind Stone and the testing and the Tesseract and all that kind of stuff, which was which was really cool to see. Um, it kind of teased the ending of her being Scarlet Witch because we saw the, how would you describe it? Like the, the horns of her mask that we saw in the Halloween. Yeah, like a futuristic vision. Yeah, exactly. But I wasn't too big a fan of this flashback and the one following. Um, it was just, to me, they didn't provide a whole lot of context and they didn't emotionally sit with me as they did with some other people. And that's okay. It's just... I mean, we knew she was experimented on. Yes, it was great, and it was cool seeing her future self, but that was only something we noticed on Twitter afterwards, on TikTok afterwards. Right. I didn't catch that when it first happened, um, and I'm sure a lot of people didn't because it was so quick. But, look, we knew she was experimented on, and and we knew she talks to Vision, and that's how they start their relationship as far as the next scene. So the this scene and the next one, um, I wasn't as high on as most people were. And the next one was, which, when, uh, like, she's in the prison watching the other show. Yeah, I, I guess we, we did kind of skip over that. Yeah. But, again, like, they're just showing you that she is watching these shows at different points in her life. And, yeah, I mean, after the first one, we could have probably understood that. Yeah. And, see, I, I had to disagree with you on um, the the one where it's her and Vision in the Avengers compound. I think that was one of the most... I don't, I don't even know how to describe it, like moving deep scenes emotionally that we've gotten from the MCU. Um, and and like we mentioned in the beginning, Nathan thought this was set up, which completely fine. I am in the little bit of the camp where I, you know, agree that it was set up, but I feel like it is important to move the story forward finally. And I think this scene is, is the beginning of that kind of transition because like, we we know that that Wanda has been through a lot and and now being able to see that on screen i think that just propels the story forward it propels all of our questions about why she did this you know who what led her to doing this and you know people are online are loving the the quote that vision said about sorrow and and love you know persevering through and and i thought that was that was a great moment between the two of them and provided a lot of context into the relationship yeah i just like i said i we knew they were we knew they talked i mean in civil war there's several scenes with them together 
at the compound alone. So we knew they didn't just start dating because they thought each other was attractive. Like they had to have started talking at some point. Like I just didn't provide, I, I, I personally did not need to see that. And it didn't add a ton of value for me personally. Well, I think it provides value for the show because it kind of gives in a little, a little peek into to her talking about, you know, her feeling like she's going to drown in all these waves of, you know, her losing her family, then Pietro. And then now, you know, provides another context into the next scene where she loses vision in Infinity War and she just wants to get him back into, you know, get him back, bury him, provide like, you know, that kind of closure in that. And, and this is where we finally see Hayward and Wanda interacting with each other and where kind of the episode really kind of starts speed, speed rolling down the hill. Yeah. It was really interesting seeing Hayward as almost a nice guy because this whole show, you know, there's been theories about what he is, who he is, if he's a villain himself, or if he's just a jerk that is acts villainous, but he was the nice guy in this scene. He really was like offering to, to show the body and be up front, whether he was lying or not, he was still revealing information. And when she goes down to, to see vision and almost goes chaotic with the body, he's like, Oh, everyone stand down. It's okay. Let her see. I mean, I, I don't know. It was interesting to see that character in a different light, regardless of whether he's being manipulative or not. It was, it was interesting to see that this was my favorite flashback of all because it provided the most context relevant to the show in my mind. Like, yeah, it's great to see Wanda's backstory. Yeah. It's great to understand what she's been through. But at the end of the day, I already, we already knew some of this stuff. I want to see the new things and seeing what happened uh, with vision's body was something new. So it was my favorite of the flashbacks. Yeah. I was going to say, this was probably my third favorite of the, the flashbacks. Um, we know that Hayward now lied about what happened with Vision's body. Yeah, that's a big thing. That's that's a big thing, and I, I feel like we're recapping the episode. We'll talk about theories at the end, but I feel like this is like the first new thing. I know that that Nathan said that like we already knew some of the stuff. I still think, even though we knew it, I feel like this is the perfect time to throw it in there because we've gotten to know these characters so well over the past seven episodes, and it's provided so much context towards the rest of the show and, and everything that that show has to deal with. Um, we're obviously watching it right now as I come out, I'll probably rewatch it with my girlfriend over the summertime. Um, and it'll be a really fun to, to kind of go over and watch this knowing everything from, from this episode. But after we get the flashback from the shield or not shield, the sword, compound she then goes into her buick which is kind of funny because both tony stark and steve rogers both drive these like fancy audis and you know they're super high tech and then she's driving just like a regular old car so but then we see her go to westworld and westview or westview westworld that's the show we see her go to westview and we always were kind of like why westview like why you know and we were like, did she create this town? Was this already a town that she just kind of took hostage? And it was cool seeing her drive through because in Westview, when, whatever decade it was, it was always alive. It was always vibrant. 
especially when we got into the 70s, 80s, 90s episodes, it was very colorful and it was still full of life. Well, we see that it was kind of not that at all in in present day, present day as we're flashing back through this. And it was very dull. Yeah. And the pool was closed. The um, like gazebo in the middle of the town was all run down. Um, the town itself was run down. And we finally get to where her and Juan or her and vision were going to build a house after everything happened. And that was just so sad to see because of, of course we see how hard her life has been, how hard she was trying to push to just get vision to, to be buried and put closure. And then we see that they were going to build a house together. And that's leading to this whole moment of, of what happens next. Well, and, and one thing that I wanted to mention is when she's driving through Westview, you see several different people that she would eventually start to mind control and like what they're doing in their daily lives. So that was cool to see. Um, Just like, so them at coffee shops or walking across the street Mm -hmm. and know that she's eventually going to take them over. But yeah, it it was really sad. Um, I didn't cry or anything like that, but it was definitely sad to see on screen, sad to know that it, it was nice to know that this is why it, it definitely yeah. provided some context for why. And then she just goes crazy. And that was really cool. And this is what I meant when I said earlier, as far as the special effects budget. Yeah. I mean, this was insane. And then how she, she creates vision is something that I'm not seeing a whole lot of people talking about right. online, but it's huge. Like, vision we we've been talking about how is he alive she must have stolen the body that's what we were led to mm-hmm. believe but she didn't she created him purely from her magic which is insane yeah um and, and then that whole scene of like changing the black and white mm-hmm. and him saying her and name her, like, building the hex yeah and then her actually like stepping forward and being in black and white i thought that was really cool yeah, I was going to say this. This was probably my my favorite flashback scene as well, just because, like you mentioned, it gives so much context for for the rest of the show that we've already seen. It gives the, you know, it answers so many questions. It answers like why Westview, you know, what happened with Vision, you know, why are we in sitcoms? It answered so many questions, and it was cool to see that she actually created vision from her magic. And I think that everything that's been leading up to this point and eventually when she runs out and she sees Agatha with her kids in the street, which first of all is a little strange if you're going to kidnap some kids and like choke them out with whatever you would call the strings of, of magic. And why would you do it in the middle of the street? we were just in your basement. So that, yeah. that seems kind of weird. We're both of the beliefs that that was a very awkward scene. Like she wants to show that she has power. She wants to show that she is still more powerful than, than Wanda, but just the, the whole thing of like strangling her kids in the middle of the street, just it, it was just weird. It, it really was. It was weird. Yeah. I think they could have done that a few different ways. I feel like they could have had her like hold the kids like in like magic orbs or like have like a force field or something like that. I I feel like why outside, right? Right. Why outside? Because we know that Monica Rambeau and Pietro, what, whatever Pietro is up to, but we at least know Monica was outside at some point. So we we don't have answers for what that is. We know vision is coming. I know there's a lot of things we don't, we don't know, but it, it just, it felt weird to, 
to let's let's trap her in the basement and then let's let's go outside. Like it, it just felt so weird. Yeah, and and the the name drop. I f- I feel like a lot of people find that extremely cool. And and while I do find it cool because we've known that she's Scarlet Witch, and I think we even talked. To, I remember having a conversation with with Nathan probably pre WandaVision that like she's never been referred to as Scarlet Witch in the MCU. It's always been Wanda, Wanda Maximoff. It's never been Scarlet Witch. And I mean, we always kind of knew that she was Scarlet Witch, but she had never been like referred to as that name. And we also get this idea that, you know, she's using chaos magic and, you know, Nathan and I have made, made it, you know, over the show that we have not read the comics so like there's many times where th- people will say something in the show and we're like, Oh, chaos magic. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. doesn't mean right, as much exactly. to us. But then when we go online and read about it, it's like, Oh, it's in the comics and blah, 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 blah. So yeah. And this just goes back to what we were talking about earlier about, I don't think they know how to properly end episodes yet. And the Pietro thing was great. Killer cliffhanger. Perfect way to end an episode. And not every episode has to end with a cliffhanger. Trust me. I'm, that does not have to be the case. But the last three episodes in particular, they end at the most awkward points in times. Not like, oh man, wow, I want more. That was so great. Like, because the episodes are good, but they just end like as if almost they're in the middle of a sentence. Right. Like Wanda expands the hex, makes every, turns everyone into clowns. And we're like, what's going to happen with Vision? Is she going to go see him? Right. And we see her eyes and then it's over. And it's like, that. that's it? Is this a joke? Is it? Is it already over? It's like they were building. It's like we've all been on roller coasters. It's like yeah. when the when the roller coaster is going up, going up, going up, going up, so they can eventually drop you down, and it just stops at the top, and you just sit there. It's like we've been building towards this, yeah. and then you're just gonna end the episode. Yeah, and I feel like you know I've seen things on Twitter that are pe- that people are like our worst enemy, and it's the you know please stand by screen, and they're. With the cliffhanger episode, I was like, wow, that was that was a great way to end the episode. I'm excited for the next episode. But these last couple episodes have been like, whenever I see that, I'm like, really? Like, they couldn't have made it like two minutes shorter. 30 seconds longer. Right, exactly. Like, if you wanted to end on a cliffhanger into the last episode, I feel like the perfect place would either be when she heard her kids and she, like, goes out into the light and it would have just ended there. Or... You you finish this conversation with with Agatha and you do something or, thirty seconds later or with the end credit scene and just make it the last scene and don't make an end credit scene. Yeah, like so I don't like I said these forget the end credit scenes in both episodes. These episodes have just been ending the last three super awkwardly. Like I said, it's like ending in the middle of a sentence. Like if I'm just talking down stuff. That's exactly how it sounds. Like yeah. they just stop. And sure, like Nick said, the the dark magic or whatever she said, chaos magic, and, and you're the Scarlet Witch. Like, yes, we don't read the comics. That probably means a lot more to some of you listening than it does to us. But at the end of the day, we we knew that. Yeah. We knew that. Like, that's like you being like, and Iron Man is dead. Episode over. Like, thanks. We we knew that. Right. So it's just I feel like they still don't know how to end episodes. And like I said, not everything has to be a cliffhanger. Not everything has to to appease Nathan Pig as an ending. But the last three episodes, 
they've gotten you to the top about to drop you from the roller coaster and then they just stop. Yeah. And, and they did so they did a, a fine job with the like first five episodes yeah. and it's only been a problem these last couple episodes, but talking about end credit scene, we see white vision. We see kind of Hayward's master plan come to fruition. Um, and le- this kind of leads into our theories about what's been going on. I know for me personally, I've seen some stuff on TikTok about white vision. He's evidently in the comics. Um, so for a lot of you who have read the comics listening out there, you might be like, Oh man, like white vision, like this leads to this, 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 like Nathan, and I don't read the comics. We don't know. It could also be Ultron. We've talked about Ultron being in the show. I don't know how logical that is. I'm more of the fact that I don't think it's Ultron, but I feel like people out there have, have said it already. I'm curious. Like we, you know how much I've wanted to see Ultron. I think that adds so much more value to the MCU to bring back such a great character. A huge villain from the comics that got half a movie. But where did this Ultron stuff start? I was thinking about this last night. Like, where did these theories start? Because there's nothing concrete in WandaVision that ever links, like, Ultron could be back. There's nothing concrete that ever happens yeah. like that. This With was Mephisto, it's, it's concrete. Right, that's, that's a real yeah. thing. Like, especially because of the fly and because of the lettering and, mm-hmm. and things like that. But with Ultron coming back, like where did this happen? Is it because, is it because you Google WandaVision cast and yeah, I was James say. Spader is there? Okay. Look, I'm sorry. Like Google messes up casts all the time. Like if that's the reason why this whole theory started, then we made a mistake as, as WandaVision fans, because I, I'm just thinking like it would have been so cool to see to see Ultron, and if we ultimately do, it would still be so cool. Yeah, I would be the first person in line to to talk about it. But at the end of the day, I just feel like it's not going to happen at this point. And it made me think: where did all these theories start? Because n- nobody ever pointed to this in the yeah. show. I was going to say I've seen a lot of theories about the Fantastic Four, which we didn't spend any time with. Um, Jimmy Wu, um, Darcy, or or Monica. We didn't see them at all in this episode. So we have no idea what they're up to while this is going on. So, and I know Nathan wants to talk Fantastic Four, but there's been heavy, heavy, heavy clues this whole show for the Fantastic Four. And who knows? We might be sitting here next week talking to you, the camera, the, the mics, and be like, yeah, they... They brought back Ultron. They did it so good. We didn't even see any of the clues coming at all. It was such a great reveal, but I doubt it. I just, for Ultron, I don't see it, especially especially now. Like, I feel like they would have done it by now. And even if White Vision is Ultron, which seems like a slap in the face to comic book readers, I just don't see it happening at this point. I don't. I would love it, but I don't. As far as the Fantastic Four goes, you know how I feel about this. There are so many clues leading up to this being a Reed Richards reveal, whether it be several little Fantastic Four logos scattered throughout the show that that a couple of people have noticed on TikTok. There's that. There's Monica frequently talking about her her scientist friend, who is a male, by the way. I know there's a lot of people that are like, well, if you change it to Spanish and if you know, it's a male. This has been confirmed. She said he. So the female that she gets the tank from, it's not her. She's probably just someone 
working some higher up that's not the person so it's not her let me be the first to tell you that so it's it's definitely Reed Richards like I am sold on this I it, I will apologize next week if it's not and say how wrong I was but for now I'm taking everything to the bank I'm betting my house on it Whoa. it's gonna happen especially because of the Fantastic Four logos right that's one thing the higher up scientist friend she keeps talking about that is a he so it's not the no name army girl we we saw. They announced the Fantastic Four movie is coming. There's no release date, but it's coming. John Watts is directing. So unlike X-Men, which they have, but they haven't made any plans with, this is coming soon. So you might want to at least tease it. They keep hyping up. This is now the fourth thing. You can't see my fingers, but this is the fourth thing that makes me think Reed Richards is coming. They've been hyping up this cameo like they get paid every time they mention it. Yeah, they hyped it up after Pietro showed up the week after so it's not pietro it's ridiculous how much they're hyping this cameo up it's not dr strange either dr strange could absolutely show up i'm not saying he won't but paul bettany said it's oh yeah a lot of people think it's him but it's not it's somebody that i haven't worked with it's someone that i haven't worked with so it's not patrick stewart it's not james mcavoy so i think all the x-men stuff is pretty much out the window now because they kind of put pietro on the bench and, and don't use him anymore but it absolutely could be. Um, but that's the fourth reason is that they've been hyping up this cameo a ridiculous amount. And a Reed Richards cameo would be huge for comic book readers or Marvel fans. That'd be huge. Um, I like John Krasinski. You know, a lot of people want John Krasinski in the role. That's obviously a big name. It's not a huge name, but it's a big name. And that's certainly someone people get excited for, but nonetheless, the character. And now my fifth reason why, five reasons, is that John Krasinski, everyone's choice for this character, met with Marvel Studios in March or April. I don't remember the exact date. And nothing else came of it. Nothing. Not like John Krasinski walks away from Marvel with nothing said. Not John Krasinski signs on for future Marvel deal character. on No, no like... It was, they met and it's crickets. I feel like everyone forgot about it. I feel like I'm the only person talking about this. I literally have not heard anyone else say this in a YouTube video, in a TikTok. I, I feel like I'm the only person talking about this. He met with them and nothing happened. It's like Marvel's like, shh, we want people to forget that. So that's my big five reasons on why this is happening. I don't think he's going to show up and kick ass. I don't think any of the thing like that's going to happen. I think it's going to be an end credit scene where they quickly just like maybe show the back of his boot and like do like a slow zoom up. And then you see his face and everyone's just like, oh, that's him. Or they he says a line like, oh, where's Monica? And then they show his face or something like he's not going to have anything more than one line or even if one line. They're just going to show his face. It's going to be the quickest little tease of all time to get fans excited. And, and that'll be that. But that is my big, big theory. Yeah, I'm excited for this last episode. Um, the last, last couple episodes have been set up. I feel like this one has been the only one that has done set up, but has propelled the story forward in any way. I mentioned in the beginning that it's in the past, but it's physically in the present. And that's what it is because, um, Agatha is walking Wanda through her past, but it's in the present time. So, I think that this has great potential for the last episode. We talked about the runtime in the beginning. We have so many questions answered. 
so we we have pretty much everything answered it's like when you are telling big a big story to your friend and you're like okay here before i tell you what happened today i have to tell you what happened last year and now we've gotten all the context we've gotten everything behind it and now we're ready to move forward with this last episode with so much we've we've talked x-men we've talked Mephisto. We've talked John Krasinski as Reed Richards, Reed Richards in general. And there's just so much moving forward into the next episode that this has the potential to be a a fantastic final episode. If it is the final episode, I doubt that it's not, but this is the final episode for sure, in my opinion. And we're going to have some crazy stuff go down and I'm super excited for it. So I'd like to reel off a series of questions okay, and get your answer. Just things we've been talking about in general, things okay. we haven't been. And uh, you give your answer, I'll give mine. Okay. And uh, we don't have to talk about each one for too long. So will Dr. Strange show up? No. Okay. I think yes. I think he will. Um, I don't know. Just a hunch. Is the cameo that they've been hyping up Reed Richards? I'm going to say no. I, I, I don't know. Okay. Who is the cameo they're hyping up? <sighs> See, I don't, I don't know. Is it Michael Fassbender? I would love it to be Michael Fassbender. You know, I've talked on this show about Michael Fassbender coming. I would love Michael Fassbender. Okay. Are there any other X-Men tie-ins in this specific episode? Not like a, oh, on the whiteboard in the back, way behind this extra. Yes. N- no, yes. like an actual concrete X-Men Yeah, something character. that we have not talked about. We were not there for last episode. But something that we have not talked about is Wanda being a Nexus being, being able to go in between realities and universes. And I think with... Pietro sitting the bench. They want us to forget about Pietro. They want us to forget about all the X-Men stuff. And I think that with all that being under the rug and her being Nexus being, it's going to come flying out. There's going to, there has to be some big moment. I, I think that there has to be something. Does Mephisto show up in any, any sense? Yes. I think, I think, you're how you described Reed Richards at the end. I think that's what Mephisto is at the end. Who plays him? Uh, Michael Fassbender. No, um, no, I have no idea. I have no idea. No, right. no comment on that. Are Wanda's kids real? I think yes. We talked about chaos energy and we saw that vision was not able to get out. We know why now because he was created. I feel like there has to be something where she and and maybe here here's a theory, right? I've never been right on any of my theories. Here's a theory. Wanda's a nexus being. Her kids might not be able to get out of the hex. Which means they're not real. Which means they are probably not real. Maybe she takes her kids into another parallel universe where there's the different Spider-Mans, where there's the X-Men and the Fantastic Four, and she takes her kids through there so that they can survive theory out there. Michael Fassbender's there somewhere. Do what we about s- you? Do, no, I don't think you're oh, okay. Does any form of vision survive past this series and, and vision in any form, white vision, brainless vision, whatever survive past this series and is a character. I think white vision does. Okay. Does you? Ultron show up in any form? No. What is up with Hayward? Uh, I just think he's evil. I think people are like, like, what does that mean? 
expand. Okay, this is my thing, right? I just think that he has ulterior motives. I really hope they don't pull the same thing that they pulled where S.H.I.E.L.D. turns into Hydra. I feel like that would just be annoying that, like, the, the, the secret government organization that knows about the Avengers and knows about everything, they turn evil. I would just not be happy about that. I think some there can be bad people out there and good good organizations, and I just think Hayward's one of those that has gotten too too power hungry. Do you think? I don't. I don't know. I, I could totally see him just being some testosterone filled, like army type guy who just loves his job, is passionate about his job, and thinks that you know when when he said that everyone was dusted and he was one of the people that lived. You don't know how hard it was to survive. Maybe he's just got that alpha dog energy now. And he's just someone that is like, Oh, you don't want to mess with him. Yeah. Really? Maybe that, I mean, literally it could just be that we've been throwing around, like I said about Ultron, like so many people have been throwing around these, these theories, theories that sometimes it's just like, you're looking way too hard at it. Yeah. This might be one of those things. I'm not predicting. I think it'd be sweet if he was someone whether it's Magneto or Mephisto or, or something, I think it'd be sweet. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen, but I don't think so. It'd be sweet if he was someone, but this would not shock me if he's no one and he's just someone that's passionate about his job. I feel like we've already gotten our villain and that's Agatha. Right. Okay. It's Mephisto in the, in the future. So is Agatha going to be the main villain of Dr. Strange too? Yes. Yeah. I, I would agree with that. I hope this is a sidebar. I hope they bring Dr. Sh- I hope they bring a <laughs> sidebar. sidebar. Don't, don't edit this out. Um, I hope they bring back Dormammu. That'd be sweet. Because C- he's like this villain just lurking in the background that Ooh. Dr. Strange was like, Oh, I've never seen Dr. Strange. Okay. I'll put you in the time loop. Okay. Anyways, that's for my Dr. Strange fans out there. Regardless. Um, yeah. So is the episode going to be over 80 minutes with credits? I think... If this is like a Vegas bet over under 80, I think it... With credits. With credits, I think... Like Disney says, it's a blank yeah, run time. Yeah, I think so. Over? Over. All right, what are you predicting it? I'm going to go 82. Will there be an end credit scene and what will it be? I think the end credit scene will have something to do with Mephisto. You? I think the end credit scenes Reed Richards. I'm betting okay. I'm betting my house on it. Like this is this is absolutely happening. Okay. Anything else? Any questions? Any quick fires? That was it. That was that was a lot of the okay. questions I had. That this was this was just ramble them off to see how how right we're gonna be in a week. I was gonna say, I feel like the thing with the past couple episodes, it has been a little disappointing because you've come on You've gone on Twitter, you've gone on TikTok, and whether it's our theories, whether it's Straw Hat Goofy's theories that we share, whether it's anybody else's theories on Twitter, TikTok, social media, anywhere, or it's your own theories, most of them have been wrong. Yeah. I've seen so many mutants theories, so many Mephesto theories, so many Ultron theories, so so many just theories in general, and they're really the only theory that's been right is Agatha. Which they pretty much handed to us. Right, which they pretty much handed to us. Now, who knows? We could be sitting here in a week and being like, oh my gosh. They set up all the, the X-Men. They set up they everything. Set up right, exactly. We could Ultra. be sitting here over the moon about the last episode. But up to this point, we've thrown out so many theories. 
in and then subsequent weeks we're like yeah that was wrong like we we weren't right about that at all I think, so i think we just got our hopes too high and not just you and i but just fans in general got their hopes way too high i think the pietro thing sent everyone over the moon which includes us that's right. fine like oh my god there's the multiverse and then like your big theory was she's going to expand it around the world and create yeah. mutants. My big theory was it's going to create the multiverse and pull in the X-Men characters. Like, well, and it's think- just, it's just when you get excited about something and they throw that little fishing hook out with the little thing of meat on it, everyone just went and bit it right away. Like they, yeah, we really. took the bait. We 100% took the bait. And I feel like MCU writers are just laughing. Like, okay, we never anticipated to be this big. Like, yes, the shows do matter to watch the movies. The shows do matter in the grand scheme of things, but we're not going to make them as, like, extremely, extremely relevant, nonetheless, the first one we do. Right. I hope hope we're we're right. And in the way that this episode is going to be crazy, it's going to be 82 minutes long with good credits, I just hope that it's, like, bonkers and we're like wow we we are this is this is crazy you know but up to this point right now none of our theories other than agatha have been true which i called right but <laughs> you, like you said you were handed that so yeah, i was handed that yes. you were handed it like on a silver platter but, but yes but uh, i hope that something is is true you know so that that's my thing all right. Well, next week when we see Reed Richards, I will either be loving or apologizing on this show. We'll 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 see TBD. Say, we I can't wait to to listen to this after Wandavision, uh, especially these last 10-15 minutes, and see where we were right, where we were wrong, and where we were really wrong. So Nathan, give it to us. Where does this fall into on your list? Yeah, this specific episode is is third for me of the eight. I still like episode four better. Um, I feel like these two episodes are very similar. Episode four, where we find out about S.W.O.R.D., we find out what they were doing, and all the small mysteries from the first three episodes are given their backstory, and I think it's very similar with this episode, episode eight, because all the bigger mysteries are given their backstory as well. I just think, you know, it's the second time they've done it. I think episode four was done a little bit better. It was the first true mysteries we were getting solved. So while episode eight had bigger stakes for their mysteries, I just enjoyed episode four more. It was fun seeing the beekeeper and Jimmy Wu talking on the, on the mic and everything. So Episode four is my second favorite. And then episode five, you know, I've said it on here before. I think episode five is is nearly a flawless episode of TV. We can sit here and say they threw us a curveball with Pietro. They sat him on the bench. He's not what we thought he was. But at the end of the day, nothing is going to compare to the way we felt when that first happened that week after when X-Men multiverse rumors were flying. I mean, that was just so much fun. So episode five, I still think is, is an almost perfect episode of TV. That's also when vision starts to, to first get inklings that this is not a true world. So yeah, episode five is, is still my favorite. This will come in at number three. So like you talked about episode four was kind of the backstory and what comes after episode four, episode five, which is a fantastic episode, which is crazy good. Episode eight is solving all the mysteries from episode four, giving us a lot of context about 
what's coming next. And after eight is nine, which is the last episode, and we talked about how we want it to be crazy. Well, episode five after episode four was crazy. So hopefully they kind of follow that same suit. This has been my favorite episode so far. Just all the context that it's provided, all the backstories that it's provided. I just think of how well done it is emotionally. I think it's it's really fantastic as well. Who knows? I could be sitting, you know how like certain things adjust your opinion. I could be sitting here next week and being like, episode nine was such a letdown. They didn't explore any of the theories that we thought we were, we were so wrong about the theories. It was such a letdown. It was good, but it was a letdown. That'll probably change my ranking. Probably episode, it'll be probably five and, and then eight. But as of right now, with the anticipation building into that final episode, like Nathan talked about with episode four into five, or five into six, excuse me, this is my favorite episode so far. So I want to ask one more question, and this will be fun for to listen back on it, or maybe for you to answer in your own personal opinion for those of you listening. Nick, what is the one thing more than anything else that has to happen in episode nine? What's the one thing that has to happen? And I'll give you a moment to think about it while I answer. And your answer can be the same as mine. That's fine. For me, and like I said, everyone can be different. For me, the one thing that has to happen between theories, between everything we've thrown out, and you all know how I feel about John Krasinski, but the one thing that has to happen is this cameo has to be worth the hype. That's what it has to be. We can sit here disappointed. We can sit here and say, look, WandaVision was a great show. I just don't think the ending was that great. By God, I hope we don't say that, but that could happen. What has to happen is this cameo has to be worth what they've been hyping up. They have been hyping this up. They've said it's bigger than Luke Skywalker level. Paul Bettany has hyped it up on every single interview he's been on. Oh, it's not Dr. Strange. Oh, it's not Evan Peters. Why are they telling us this? First of all, if you want it to be a bang, oh my goodness, gut punch cameo, they shouldn't have said anything. But clearly, Marvel wants people to tune in. They know it's that big. So it better not be a letdown. It better not be. I trust them. I think it's going to be great. Obviously, you know how I feel. Even if it's not who I think it's going to be, I still trust they're going to do a good job, but they might not. What if it's not? What if it is someone that's like, really, really, that's who it is? So that is the one thing episode nine must do is whomever this cameo is, even if it's not who I want it to be, this cameo better be worth the hype. That's the one thing episode nine must do in my mind. Well, I'm a second that, but I'm going to talk about something different. Okay. I think also sidebar, I think it would be hilarious if they showed the boot, like you were mentioning and like, can't like panned up. And like, there was a name tag that said like R Richards. And then it was not John Krasinski. I just think that'd be just hilarious. I look, I, I I'm a huge office fan. I love John Krasinski. He's one of my favorite actors, but and he's perfect for Reed Richards. But if it's not him, like, it's not the end of the world. Like, they're right. still showing Reed Richards. Like, that's still a huge character. Right. I just think that'd be, be yeah, funny. That, that would be, be like Zach, Zach Efron. Oh, but I wouldn't be, I wouldn't, I'd still be okay if they did that. Okay. Through this whole thing, right? They've set up X-Men. They've set up Multiverse. They've set up her being a Nexus being, her being Scarlet Witch. They've set up so much. They've mowed the grass they've put the tea into the the ground they put the ball on top of the tea they've given themselves the biggest driver 
And all they need to do now is just crank it. That's all they need to do. They've set up everything to be great. They've set up so many good things for the future of the MCU. All they need to do is just crank it and and hit the ball. So that's that's all they need to do. They just they need to give me well justified good answers about multiverse, about X Men, about Nexus, about the the future of the MCU. I that's a lot. Are you sure they're going to be able to do all that? They've set it up. You know what I mean? Is like they set up the Nexus. They they had Evan P. They could have gotten anybody under the sun to play Quicksilver, and they got Evan Peters, who was in the X Men franchise. They've set the T on the. They set the ball on the T. They got the club in their hands. They just need to smack it. I love it. We've made when we get together, we make a ton of analogies. If you haven't, if you've been keeping up, we've made roller coaster analogies, fishing analogies, golf analogies. I think I've made another analogy. Those are just off the top of my head. So nonetheless, this has been great. Um, With the shortened cast today, with just Nick and I talking, obviously um, next week, it'll probably be all four of us. At at least we're going to try to make it that way to recap the entire show of WandaVision. It's going to be crazy. Or maybe not. Maybe there's a 10th episode. If you're listening to us right now, don't stop. You got to keep up. You got to be here next week when we're breaking down the finale. Trust me, if you liked this episode, even if you just thought this episode was okay, you come back next week. You do not want to miss us recap WandaVision. It will drop next Saturday, when I, like the day after the episode drops. So make sure you're here. Make sure you're subscribing. However you're listening to us, please make sure you go and check out our other episodes. This is just a side segment with WandaVision. We talk about so much. We've talked about almost every big 2020 release. It's Oscar season soon, so we're going to be breaking down everything that has to do with the Oscars. We've talked Mandalorian. We've talked more MCU. There's so much content. You could listen to us straight for three days and not run out of things things to listen to. So please make sure, however you're listening to this, you go ahead and check out our other stuff. I guarantee you, guarantee you, will be your new favorite podcast. You just got to give us a couple clicks and, and sit back and listen. Yeah, and we also are, are new on TikTok, so make sure you go and follow us over there doing Best 100 Movie Poster, poster Scratch-Off Series, so that's super exciting. Nathan, where can I find you? Yep, you can follow me on Letterboxd, at Nathan Pig. I have a lot of fun stuff to be logging, but more importantly, follow the show over on Twitter, on Instagram, and TikTok, Film Code Pod, specifically on TikTok and Twitter is where we engage with you the most, but all three platforms would be fantastic. We really appreciate you guys listening. Please engage with us. We do a ton of stuff like Q&As, shout outs, things like that. So if you're getting involved with us over there, you're definitely in for a good time. And thank you so much for listening. Really appreciate it. And come back next week when we're breaking down all of WandaVision. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah, for I think Nathan and I have talked about this every week is that on Saturdays and Fridays when we watch the episode and do this podcast, our WandaVision level hype is like 10 like give us the next episode but by like monday or tuesday we'll be all right we can wait till friday but i'll be excited all the way till friday hope you guys are as well you can find me on letterbox at nick spain nathan and i watch pretty much all the same stuff so you can see his hot takes versus mine so ceo hot takes over here but thank you so much for listening like nathan said make sure you come back for episode nine maybe episode 10 who knows 
But this has been Film Code, and we'll see you next time. Peace.